the Ezes Hashem Yisbarech, we will continue. We are learning in the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12, where the before Shalema. What we are learning, this most amazing letter about the act of charity, bringing peace in this world, and the inner dimension, the obsession and inner service of mind, body, and heart, intentions, intellect, intelligence, emotions, and action are fully riddled and intertwined and harmonized by the obsessive energy of compassion. We have been spending an enormous amount of time going deep into this idea. And today we will try to see the panoramic view, the story of the entire history of man, to appreciate it in its entirety, to fully grasp the depth of not only the whole purpose of creation, but to see the enormity of the whole entire Torah, the magnificence, the majesty of the saga, of the journey, the journey of the Torah, which is a 6,000-year journey, which is a six-day journey, which is a journey of the Midois, a journey of God's energies, what God wants to accomplish with this world. Torah is Melosh and Hayrod, the instruction, the manual, the blueprints, the blueprints for creation. To see the enormity in its entirety. To be able to see the secrets of the Holy Baal Shem Tev and the Balatanya and the Hasidic masters, what they have revealed to us. And to see how the Torah really is a story about the evolution of man, not the evolution, the scientific evolution, not the technological evolution, but the evolution of the heart of man. All the greatest technology in the world cannot touch the infinity that there is in a Jewish heart. The Pintalayid, the core of a Jewish heart. And to see that in its magnificence, in its essence. And to see the fascinating idea that Adam and Chava and the snake represents something far beyond the imagination. And this revolution that the Balatanya gives 
in hundreds of pages of Hasidic philosophy, where he goes very deep into what happened in the sin of the Chet Eitzadas, where he explains, as we have explained at length, that Adam and Chava is the story of the God and the Jewish people, where in the sense the Jewish people and God are one, but with the creation of the world, the Jewish people and God become separate. And deep in our bodies, the Jewish nation, we have a part of God that's trapped in us. And throughout our, our growing up, throughout our birth, we get in touch with the self, with the glimmer of who I think I am, rather than the core of who I am. And we approach the world through tremendous fragmentation, through tremendous personality, through tremendous superficiality. And this tremendous idea of working through my suffering, working through my past, working through my pain, mental health, going to psychologists. This is a tremendous misunderstanding of the evolution of man. To understand one drop, one moment of what the Holy Balatanya says, of course mental health is necessary. But to understand this in its completion, we were born into this suffering, we were born into this illusion of the me, of the self, of the animal. And to understand how that comes about and how to make sense of it, and what does that mean? Is to understand the beginning of original sin, the beginning of the sin of knowledge which is the idea that the brain plays a trick on us, that I am separate from you. And you're separate from me. And once they ate from the tree of knowledge, they saw their separateness. And the Jewish people and God is a separate identity where God in its purity represents the ten energies, so primarily the seven energies or the six energies that he wants to relate to the world with. And Adam is a representation of that. But then we explained Adam and Chava, when they get separated, even though Adam, when he is combined with Chava, he is a mirror image of God, when we just look at Adam separated from Chava, we see Adam representing God and Chava representing the Jewish people. Adam representing the soul and Chava representing the body. And to understand this in its enormity, that the, the devil, the Nachash, came and told the body, told the Jewish people, told Chava, look at your separateness from Adam. Look at how you're be more beautiful than him. You have a body, the allure of the body, the superficiality, the outside. And she gave him any, the, 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 the snake gave the, gave to Chava a fruit that was full of body. And even Adam had the allure of the body, which means he was tempted by the body. So you had man, which is the male aspect, which is primarily soul, 
but a little bit body, and he got tempted by his body. And you had Chava, who was primarily body, and a little bit of soul. The soul was trapped in her, because she's mainly the body, mainly the home, mainly the giving birth ability, the one who's going to receive. She's mainly the place where the Yishkun Hashem, where the light of God, the, the essence of God will dwell. So Adam and Chava were supposed to make peace with each other, to be able to be a vehicle to accept the soul of all the souls, which is God. But instead, the snake came in and tried to separate the body and soul. And this is where we are today. This is what we are trying to accomplish, to get to, to fully understand this whole picture. And then one day, after the sin, after whole of humanity corrupting itself, and after the Noyach's flood, and Noyach was saved, then Noyach has a grandchild named Avram Avinu. And we all think that Avram Avinu was the purpose. And Avram Avinu is the beginning of fixing of this Adam. Making Adam really in the image of God. Where he's selfless, where he goes deep inside. But this is the story of history. The most magical, majestical story of history. Because Avram Avinu has a brother. And his brother's name is Haran. And this brother, Haran, Haran, he was different than Avram Avinu. They asked him, Nimrod, King Nimrod asked him, are you with Avram? And he thought to himself in Urkazdim when Avram Avinu, they told him, if you do, do not deny your God and you do not continue bowing down to the idols, which is the a continuation of the original sin to deify, to make God into an image, to take the body, to take the feminization, take the world for its worldliness, tangible things, and bow down to the materialistic things. And Avraham Avinu destroyed all those material idols. And then when he jumped into the fire, he was saved. But then we add Avraham's brother, and Abraham's brother was Haran. And he was going back and forth. Thinking to himself. And he said, I'll go wait and see. If Abraham Avinu is saved from the fire, then I'll say I'm with Abraham Avinu. But if Abraham Avinu says, if Abraham Avinu gets burnt up, then I don't want to have anything to do with it. Then I will tell the people, I will tell Nimrod, that I am not with Avraham Avinu. And sure enough, Avraham Avinu jumped in the fire and nothing happened to him. God made a miracle. And over here we see a tremendous, fascinating idea. At that moment, they took Haran and they told him to, th to jump into the fire. And Haran jumped into the fire, but because he wasn't as pure as Avraham Avinu, because he still had a body that wasn't refined like by Avraham Avinu. Because he wasn't the epitome of the soul of man. Because he represented the feminine form. Because he represented the body as mishkedechivya, as the serpent skin. The body as something separate. As something materialistic. 
because he had inside of him corruption and confusion. He was confused. He wasn't fully there. He didn't fully show up because he had struggle within him. When Haran was thrown into the fire, Haran died. His body was burnt. And many people look at this story as if to say, Avraham Avinu thought that he would really die Al-Kiddush Hashem. Hashem made for him a miracle and he lived. The fire didn't touch him. But Haran, who was not pure, and he was hoping for a miracle, and he said, maybe. And he really thought that he'll jump in the fire. But in actuality, in body, in physical world, Haran was burnt up Al-Kiddush Hashem. He gave his life for God, even though he had the wrong intentions. In actuality, it was the right thing. And in this, says the Holy Kabbalist, was the beginning of the Tikkun Chetit Tzadas. Because over there, by the Chetit Tzadas, they worship body for the sake of body. But over here you see that the only thing that matters is the, the body. The only thing that matters is the activity. The only thing that matters is what did he do in the end? The intelligence, the fact that he was confused, doesn't matter. The whole idea of the allure of the body is that the body looks like it's tempting. The whole idea of the physical looks like it's tempting. And how do we rectify that? How do we fix that? How do we make that in God's image? Haran was the first one who did that. Because he, he was the first one who died Al-Kiddush Hashem. Avram jumped in the fire Al-Kiddush Hashem. But he never got, he never died. His body didn't get touched. But Haran actually, actually and literally gave his life Al-Kiddush Hashem. And why is this story so necessary to understand? Because even though Avram of Vinu was the beginning of his heart being pure, of someone's soul being fully and fully representative of God, fully representative of the Jewish people, soul. But who represents the Jewish body? Who represents Chava? Who represents the temple where God's going to dwell? Who's going to resolve the paradox between the devil, the Nachash, and God? Because Chava is in the middle over there. And Chava sees her body as a reflection of Adam, which is a reflection of God, which sees that she and Adam have to make peace. They have to become one because she represents the Jewish people. She represents the body. But the Nachash is saying, no, you have such a beautiful body. Worship your body. And ultimately, this is revealed in Haran because Haran and Avram are two different types of Mesir Snefesh, two different types of ways of giving yourself to God. One is that the soul overwhelms the body and miracles happen. And the other one is the body struggling and giving itself up only finally for God, surrendering to God, dying out Kiddush Hashem, where the Mesidah Snefesh, where the light of the person's soul takes over every part of the body until there's nothing left, like ashes. And this is where we change the whole paradigm of history, where Avraham Avinu, Marry Sarah. Who was Sarah? Sarah was a daughter of Haran. Who was Sarah to Avram? She was like Chava to Adam, but she rectified it. 
She was the body of Adam Arisha. She was the body of Avraham Avinu. She made his love real. She gave him the first child, the Yitzchak So who was Yitzchak? Yitzchak was not a child of Avraham. Yishmael was a child of Avraham. Avraham fathered many nations. But that was superficial. But who made the soul real in the body? Who rectified Chava? That was Sarah. Who was Sarah? Sarah was a child of Korah. Sarah gives birth to Yitzchak. Who does Yitzchak end up marrying? Yitzchak ends up marrying Rivka. Who was Rivka? You see, Choran had a brother. His brother was Nachor. Choran had a daughter. Her, his daughter was Milka. Choran had another brother, Avram. Choran's brother and Choran's daughter marry each other. Milka and Nachor marry each other. They have a child called Besuel. And Besuel gives birth to Rivka. And to Lavan. So here we have again the first mother of the Jewish nation. The first marriage of the Jewish nation, which is Yitzchak and Rivka. Rivka comes from Haran. She comes from that body. The body that wasn't 100% pure. Because a body cannot be pure. She comes from the one who represented the body of the Jewish nation. Because at the end of the day, that was the first body that was Kiddush Hashem. That was the rectification of Chava. Not to worship the body for the body, but to worship the confusion of the body and the contradiction of the body and to surrender that to God, to become a vehicle and a vessel for selflessness. Who is the first selfless person? Haran. Because he was selfless from, from the space of his body, from the space of his ego. Because he was confused and he jumped in the fire. And the only thing that matters is actuality. I can be selfish intelligently, emotionally, but if I an activity, I push myself to the limit. I've ushered in a nuclear messianic image of God. I've ushered in an energy that's beyond my natural tendencies. And we see over here something unimaginable because Yitzchak and Rivka give birth to Yaakov. But who is Rivka's brother? Rivka has a brother called Lavan. He was a big swindler. Because again, we see the corruption and the temptation of the body from the Chet Tzedas. We see the paradox of creation, which is I created a separate identity, Chava. I created the Jewish nation. You have a part of God inside of you, trapped inside of you, but you have a selfishness. You have a part of you that thinks that you're separate than me. And this is a tremendous extrapolation from Besuel, Besuel, who creates Rivka, and Lavan, who creates Rachel and Leah. And what do we see with these the four Imois? Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Sarah makes Abraham real through giving him Yitzchak. Rivka, who's a child of Besuel, makes Yitzchak real through giving him Yaakov, but also through giving Esav, which Esav is similar to the Nochash. The body for the sake of the body. But Rivka knows all too well the secret of the body because she comes from horror. She comes from the man who gave his body for God. Who burnt up for God, Mesiris Nefesh. Who resolved the paradox. The struggle. At the end of the day, 
As long as what matters is the, the action, the activity, what matters is the body. For a woman, she makes everything real. What matters is the body. For the man, is the soul. For the Jewish people, it's what I'm, I'm going to, the new birth, the new child that I'm going to create. And Sarah, Rivka, Rochna, Leah, the creation of that new child, the pregnant potential. And that's how we see that Rivka, in one moment of time, she saves Yaakov and he gets the blessings he puts on the clothing, which is the body of Esav, which is the body of Chava, which is the body of the Nachash, which is the body of Choram. The body, ultimately for the sake of God, to get those blessings. We put on those clothing, we put on the feminine alert, just to trap. And the same thing was Rachel and Leah. Rachel, like we explained, one moment in time, she gave up that body, she gave up that beauty, that alert. She gave it up in one moment in time. One moment in time, the grandfather Haran jumped into the fire. He wasn't sure. Yes, with Abram, not with Abram. But what did he do in actuality? Action. Thought, speech, and action. Only thing that matters in this world is Maisa Tzedakah and Abayi the activity of charity and the actual inner obsession. Go back and forth. We might think Abayi the means compassion. It means, oh, to just be miraculous. It doesn't mean that. It means to struggle with your humanity, to struggle with your animalistic side, to push yourself to the limit, to push yourself until the core of your soul comes out. But not in a way that Haran did like he died. He was the first one who died on Kiddush Hashem. But to do it while you're alive, to get in touch with your feminine side, to understand the secret of the Jewish nation, that we are the woman of God, we represent Chava. We represent Haran in the sense that the body is a deified experience. The body has the ability to be so selfless, even though it's a selfish identity, even though I was born from a tremendous amount of suffering, and even though in marriage and in children and in childhood and in peer pressure and in being hurt, there's tremendous pain. But all of that has a tremendous sense because the Yudbe Shvatim, the 12 Shvatim were created not just from Avraham Avinu, but also from Haram. Not just from the soul, but also from the body. Not just from Adam, but also from Chava. Not just from God, but from the Jewish people. Because the purpose of these six days of creation and the seventh day, the 6,000 years and the 7,000 year of, of Gula is to realize what the feminine version, the feminine reflection, the feminine contribution through birth, through creativity, through internalization, through refinement, through transformation, through selflessness, through inner work of compassion. What does that look like? And that is the awesome secret of creation in its panoramic view to see the idea that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Avram represented the soul, the beginning of the soul, and Yitzchak represented the body. Avram represented Chesed, the masculine element, God, the, the water element. And Yitzchak represented the fire element, the ash element, the burning element, where the body is going to represent something far beyond what the soul could do on its own. But it's through a tremendous struggle, soul and body. And they give birth to Yaakov. And Yaakov himself has these two energies, Avraham Avinu inside of him, which is the Yisrael, which represents God. And the Yudekev, which represents the Jewish people, which represents the body, which represents the struggle with Esau, the struggle with the with the nachash, with the devil. All the time, wanting to be selfish and wanting to go selfless. 
wanting us to be a victim, wanting to have tremendous compassion on myself or to have compassion on another person. To see myself as the victim, to see myself how I deserve, or to be like one moment in Rachel, one moment in time to give up everything so I shouldn't cause shame to another person. What did Haran do in the end? He jumped in the fire. What did he do in the end? His body was given up for Hashem. The idea that he was selfish originally, that's originally the whole idea of original sin, the idea of original chavah separate from other, the idea of marriages that were separate with very different people. But deep inside us, we have a core that harmonizes us and will bring us back together. It will make peace with all of our suffering and all is well that ends well. Yosef and the brothers sell each other out because Yosef represents the soul and Yehuda and the rest of the Shvatim represent the body. There's a tremendous body battle. Battle, body, and soul. And this is a tremendous, awesome idea where the the Avos and the Imois are making peace between body and soul all the time. When you look at the Avos, the fathers, you see the soul. When you look at the Imois, you see the body. And when you see there's two Imois, Rachel and Leah, it's because they're making two energies real. Because Yisrael himself, Yaakov himself has two energies. There's an energy that represents Adam. An energy represents Chava. There's an energy that represents his soul. An energy that represents his body. Because every Jewish person has a Yisrael and a Yaakov, a Rachel and a Leah. And this is a tremendous, awesome revolution to understand the secret of man. To understand the purpose of creation. Purpose of creation is to fight against the selfishness. And to under really, uh, to realize that one moment in time, it is those one moments in time where I get in touch with Adam Elioy, where I get in touch with through Torah Mitzvah, through compassion, through tzedakah, I get in touch with an energy that's far beyond anything I was aware of. But not in a way that I do it like Haran, that I have to die al Kiddush Hashem. But I have to push my body and push myself to the limit where I do obsessive compassion, where my selfishness becomes selfless, where I take all my energy, my lusts and my energy that would be foreign type of fires, and I let that flow through my heart for another person where I'm able to accomplish far beyond a regular soul that would be in a body because it comes from deep within pain, deep rebound energy, trampoline energy, energy that's born from within. When I show my godly spark, when I show the pregnant potential of the feminine form, which is the Jewish nation, which is the woman of God, which has the ability to create a new hybrid, that from within my selfishness, from within my brokenness, I unleash a harmony, a peace. I unleash the core of who I am, which is Adam, Adam al-Aliya, where I'm infinity, there's no image, where I can do far beyond what I was trapped by my ego, where I can get in touch with a selfless part of me that's far beyond anything I could imagine. And in that space, I become creator of a new consciousness, mm. a new identity where body and soul are not in contradiction, where Adam and Chava are not in contradiction, where Adam and where God and the Jewish people are not in contradiction, where they internalize each other. And when you see them, you see each other. When you see God, you see the Jewish people. And we see the Jewish people, you see God, where they become inseparable, where they become one unit, where body represents the soul and the soul lives off the body. That is the beginning of the messianic era. That is the secret of the entire panoramic view of creation. Get to a space where body and soul are not in contradiction. 
get to a space where the body has become so holy, so radical, so revolutionized, so refined. That is no more a contradiction and it allows the soul to come out far beyond just like a child. It's one moment of time, but it's a creation that goes on forever and far surpasses the parents. So too in the Messianic era, the thousand years will be the creation that the Jewish people have brought into this world through the tremendous Messiah Snefesh for 6,000 years of Torah Mitzvahs, where they brought the soul of God deep into the body and they've worked back and forth just like Choram and just like Abraham, two different types of soul coming into the body. One way the soul overwhelms and one way the soul interacts and pushes. Avoid this He's a tremendous work of compassion, which means to suffer. To suffer not to die, but to suffer with another person. To become from selfishness, to become selfless. And to see the magical element in it. And to choose to do it today, to see the enormity in it. To have that moment of peace now, where I make peace of all my past. And where I see I'm ushering in the messianic era.